Hi, everybody. This week, we're going to have a conversation with Chris. With that said, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. been looking forward to this conversation. And uh, before we start, I want you to kick, it off, kick us off with the famous one word open that I have everybody that's a guest on my show open up with. So what is your one word open that you want to start off with? Alignment is the word of the day. Very cool. All right. With that said, let's go right into your business. Take the next few minutes. Give us a little insight into your background, Chris, as a person. Um, and then also talk about your business, how you started, where you are at now and where you're heading and how you help people. Yeah, sure. So my uh, entrepreneurial career, I guess, started when I was 14. I had a video production company in high school, filming events at my uh, at my high school, baseball games, soccer games, talent shows, things like that. It spread beyond my high school to the state of Massachusetts and state level events and then events all around New England where I grew up. And by the time I got into college, I was hiring crews from all over New England to be at events while I was in class. So the business kept growing in college. And uh, after school, I set up an office in California, an office in Ohio. We ended up with about 300 camera operators filming events across the country. So the reason this is important is because I didn't know it at the time, but I was really building some muscle in training remote people and getting those crews up to speed on how to do what they needed to do when they showed up at an arena with the crew uh, and the gear that we sent out to them. And so 13 years running that business, I sold the company and then started consulting for other small companies on systems and processes and technology and training. And really it all culminated in starting Trainual, the software business, which helps small growing companies package together their playbook, as we call it. It's their culture, it's their people, their policies, processes, how you do, what you do, and who you are all in one place. So you can onboard and train your new teammates. Awesome. I can't wait to dive into that so we can find out more about the playbook and how you help SMBs as well. With that said, let's just start with the pandemic. So tell us how the pandemic impacted your business and how did you pivot to, you know, come out on the other side and all that good stuff. So week one, the dramatic pivot was that we stopped all our ad spend because we knew that people's attention was elsewhere. They weren't going to start spending money to sign up. And so instead, we set up a new website called Remote Work Resources. And we put all our energy into blogging, creating templates, teaching people how they can work remotely with dispersed team members. And then we started shifting our ad spend to be about trying to get those blog articles out there. So in a couple of weeks, we saw a 300% increase in traffic to our website. We focused on education and leading with that. We offered our existing customers up to three months free with the software so that while they were working from home, trying to figure things out, they could invest the time in setting up their accounts and not leave us. And then we started to rebuild. So fortunately, we didn't get hit too hard at the beginning of the pandemic. And we've grown almost 400% since it started. So all in all, I'd say, you know, companies understood the need more than ever for getting all their people aligned when they're spread out. Well, that's remarkable. And, and it's awesome to see how you, you're able to help people. And at the same time, you're able to go 400% up. So that's, that's a huge lift. Um, cool. With that <laughs> yeah, said... Yeah, of course. Tell us more about, you know, a recent win. So that's something that you had in the business that you think is powerful for you to mention to the audience real quick. That's something that you just got a huge W on the board, so to speak. And then tell us your takeaway from it. So what did you learn from it as you went through that journey? Yeah, so I'll share two that are very related. So the first, the, the big headline people may have heard is last year, we did a big funding round, $27 million of capital to really scale the business. But two years before that, the first year of the company, I competed in this startup 
event where I learned how to put together a pitch deck and how to communicate to investors and how to explain the opportunity of our business. We were fortunate to win that event and have uh, Steve Wozniak, one of the co-founders of Apple, present the award. And I remember when I was getting that award, understanding the importance of really concise communication, whether you're trying to sell a customer or sell a new employee to, that, that works for you, find a partner to, to scale the business. It really comes down to communication being everything. And if I hadn't learned that early on, there's no way we'd have raised money in the, the later years. That's really awesome. You got you to gotta be able to communicate effectively, like you were saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know better cool. than anyone, right? Um, <laughs> I try to, but I mean, we're always learning, right? We're always getting better. We can always get better, right? With that said, yeah. let's talk about um, a failure. So, so we all deal with failure. It happens part of life and business and all that good stuff. Tell us a, 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 kind of a roadblock that you ran into, Chris. And then when you got through it, how did you get through it? And then what was your takeaway from it? Yeah. So failure for me seems kind of like when you're in one of those corn mazes and you keep bumping up into a wall, but then eventually you find your way out and you don't look back at the maze and think, oh, look how many times I failed. You look and say, oh, wow, I actually found a way out. And I had to hit some of those walls in order to know which paths not to take. And so it's always hard when people ask like biggest failures, things like that. So one of the most recent failures or things that I've taken really personally is we had uh, our seventh employee uh, take a, a job at a different company. And so maybe he'll even hear this and then he can hear me talking about it. But, you know, that hurts when someone leaves that has been part of the story, part of the ride. And so it really made us look inward to figure out, you know, what weren't we doing to show people they were appreciated or to understand someone's, you know, comp package or whatever it was. And in this case, he took an offer that he couldn't refuse. But, you know, it, I think it was a healthy thing for the business to just really think about how do we take care of all of our existing people? Because keeping your people is more important than getting new ones. You know, if, if you're losing all your existing people, then, uh, then, then, you know, you, you can't really get much else done. Yeah, that's so true. And the same, same with customers, right? It's better to keep existing customers and it might cost you double to acquire a new client versus For keeping sure. your existing one because you're already in the ROI territory, so to speak, generally speaking. Right. So that's very cool. What about, um, I want you to go back in time the day that you started up and you were like at your desk or you were at, I don't know, wherever you were, we launched and you're just sitting there on your laptop or on your phone, or maybe you're just reflecting back without any electronics in front of you. Um, if you could go back to that moment, Chris, if, and you could just give yourself one piece of advice. So that way the audience listening could also kind of figure this out as well. Um, what would be, what would be that one piece of advice that you could go back in time and give yourself on the day you launched? I would say set really big long-term ambitions and set really short-term milestones that are easy achievements. And so when I first launched, I had this you know, grand, these, these big aspirations that, okay, now I'm a software mogul, you know, like I've got this software product. I had this list. I thought, okay, I'm going to tell, I'm going to announce this new software product. And day one, week one, I expect to have a few hundred customers because it's a low price point. That was totally crazy on my, on my part. We, we ended up with three customers after week one, really building a business that, uh, you know, even, especially one at a low price point, when you've got a volume game, it's a long-term game. And so you really have to just celebrate the little quick wins and be happy with those. So I wouldn't have gotten discouraged. I would have just tried to set small bite-sized goals and knock them down one after the next. That's super interesting. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with us as well. 
So let's talk about the typical sweet spot of a client that's listening. They're an SMB right now. Um, you know, we have SMBs, um, we have thought leaders, we have PE firms, VC firms that are listening. Um, but let's just say specifically, this person listening right now is an SMB. And I want you to kind of speak to them right now. What's the number one problem that they're, they would be facing? Let's just say they're, they're facing it today or they will face it in the future. And when that problem arises or they're about to go through it, you know, what would that problem look like in order for the, it would make sense for them to reach out to your company to get some help? Yeah, the, the problem is you can't do everything yourself. And so as a business grows, whether you're growing from one to two people or two to four people or five to 10 people, you realize that you've got to subdivide roles and responsibilities. So you've got to set clear expectations for who does what, and then you've got to write down or record your best practices, document what you do so that you delegate to somebody and they actually can perform, you know, to the level that you expect. And so many people are afraid to give off tasks because they say, oh, it's easier to just do it myself. You know, it'll take too long to train somebody. And so really it's, it's understanding that you can't do everything yourself. And then once you get to that point, if you want to be able to leverage other people and, and scale your business, you, you can't do it all. You can't train everyone yourself either. And so you need to be able to record how you do things and put those in a place where people can learn them. And so that's what our product does. That's awesome. So those that were listening right now, they'll, now they'll know exactly what kind of pain points if they run into, it would make sense to reach, for them to reach out and check you out. So with that said, give us your social handles for your company and give us your website address. That way, if that pain point exists or they're about to get into that territory, they know how to find you. Yeah, so the company's trainual, like a training manual. So trainual.com. My website is chrisronzio.com. And I'm just Chris Ronzio on LinkedIn or Instagram. Those are the two places I hang out most. Awesome, man. So give us your one word close and tell us why you're choosing to sign off with this word. I'd say grateful is the one word. And, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share my story every chance I get. I'm grateful to be in a position where I'm building a company and getting to support so many other lives and families and customers that we have. Uh, I'm grateful that, you know, businesses across 180 countries around the world get to use our product and, and, and know who we are. And so it's just fun building business. And I love it. That's awesome, Chris. Well, folks, there you have it. There's Chris. He came from a place of kindness uh, it's, you know, he's talking about being grateful. And also what I love, a lot of things that you said, specifically what really sticks out for me, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure where the audience fits in this as well, and those listening. When you talked about the failures, it's like a maze, corn maze. I think going forward, the rest of my life, I will never look at, you know, it's, you know, if I had a speed bump or a failure, I'll look at it that way, thanks to you and other audiences as well, as well, will as well. So Chris, thank you very much. Thank you so much. This was fun. Absolutely.